Philippians chapter 1, beginning in verse 5. He says, in view of your participation in the gospel from the first day until now, for I am confident of this very thing, that he who began, you see where I'm going with this? That he who began, turn to your neighbor and say, I'm a good work. God's working on me. God's working on me. Amen. He says, who began a good work in you will perfect it until the day of Christ Jesus. I want to talk about this morning, amen. Lord, change me part two, but I want to talk about what changes everything. What changes everything, amen. Lord, change me part two. Let us pray. Father, we thank you now for the word of God. Thank you, Lord, for your grace to stand here one more time. Lord, I know that I'm not qualified to preach your word, but thank you that you have forgiven me of my sins. You've cleansed me of all unrighteousness. And God, you've set me apart to preach the gospel. Now I ask that you'd use me now for your glory. Stand in my body, think with my mind, speak with my voice, cancel the schemes and the plans of the enemy, and Lord, bless the hearts and the minds of your people right now. Lord, bring healing right now where healing is necessary. Father, would you deliver us right now from evil and allow us right now, God, to hear a word from heaven. The grass withers, the flowers fade, but the word of God will last forever. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank God. You may be seated in the presence of our Lord. Amen. Thank you, ushers and greeters. Amen. Amen. What changes everything? What changes everything? Paul is writing to the Philippian church. He had written to them. He had led them to Christ some 10 years earlier. And now he is writing to them from a Roman prison in chains, some 800 miles away, he writes to this church to tell them that even though time has passed, his love for them has always been the same. You see, all of us want change. Amen. Many of us desire change. And sometimes time and distance, amen, can affect how a person feels about change. It's amazing. Many of us are wasting our lives, amen, simply because we feel stuck. We feel like we're not capable of changing. Many of us have tried positive thinking. We've tried to change our environment. 
We've tried to do a lot of things, but in the end, if you haven't really realized it, it's you that's the problem to your change. Do I have anybody? It's not your mama. Amen. It's, it's not the circumstances you were born in. Amen. You can use that as an excuse, but I told you what an excuse, what a, what a, what a, an excuse is, right? It's, it's a reason wrapped up in a lie. That's what an excuse is. Amen. And, and oftentimes we, 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 we fall for the okie doke. We fall, amen, into the trap of the enemy where he gets us to believe, amen, that change is not possible in my life. Some of us may feel defeated. Anybody may feel defeated this morning? Amen. You've tried to change and you've tried to implement some things in your life, but yet you keep coming up with the same results. Amen. Some people call that insanity. I told you last week that if you are to change, there are four things that you needed. Number one, I told you that you must really trust God. Not trusting God when things are bad, but trusting God at all times in spite of what it looks like today. Number two, I told you that you must surrender your heart totally to God. And somebody here this morning, amen, uh, I know you know Jesus, but your heart is not in it. You have not totally surrendered your heart to Jesus. You say, why do you say that, Pastor? Because, see, there are a lot of people who call themselves Christians. Amen. But they never fellowship with God. They never serve God. They haven't found their place in the kingdom. And yet, they want God to do this and that and this and this, this and that. Amen. <laughs> Amen. They want the benefits of being connected to God without, watch this, fellowship with God. Do I have anybody? Listen, we can all testify that God has been, how many can say, truly say, God has been good to you over your life? Come on, somebody. And if someone has been that good to you, come on, somebody, why wouldn't you not serve him? Are you with me? Just a thought there. I told you, number three, that it, for all the four things, number three, you must totally, listen to me real good, Totally rely on God. Amen. Listen, sometimes you want to call your mama. Stop calling your mama. Call on God. Call on Jesus. Sometimes you want to call your credit union. You, you want to call your bank. Amen. But you got to call on Jesus. You got to rely on him no matter how tough it may seem. Are you with me? Then the next thing I told you, you must get to know God. And may I say this to you? When you know God, oh man, here's what you know. You know that everything is going to be all right. Turn to them and say everything going to be all right. It's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. And listen, weeping, oh, that's my favorite scripture now, may endure for a night. But what? But joy. Come on, somebody. You must give weeping what? A one-night stand. Amen. Because joy is coming in the morning. And when you get to know God, you get to know 
how powerful he is. You get to know how great and awesome and how meticulous he is about you and how he loves you in spite of what you see. David said, I've been young and now I'm old. Somebody going, somebody with gray hair can, can testify that I've been old, but guess what? I'm not talking about your wig. I'm talking about, yeah, amen. I've been old, but guess what? But I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor their seed begging bread. See, when you've been walking with God and you know that there is a living God, when times get tough in your life, when stuff look like it's not moving in your situation, you can trust God because you know him. How many know him today? I'm talking about you really know him. You know that he's a way maker. Come on, somebody. You know that he can open doors that folks shut in your face. God will open doors for you. See, here's the thing. When you know him, you don't have to panic. When you know him, you can praise. Come on, somebody. When you know him, you have a relationship with him. You know, listen, baby, everything's going to be up. I'm not panicking now. I'm going to trust God. Why? Because he's God. But here's the thing. There's some, you see, there's some things that need to change. And there are a few things I want to talk about today that what changes everything. Watch, watch this now. I told you Paul is writing. My aim today is to encourage you to allow God to change you. But the only, what I found out, here's what I found out. The only way God can change me is if I'm available to him. Oh, come on, somebody. If I am accessible to him, and watch this, but I got to be approachable. I don't miss that. You have to be what? Approachable. Amen. Because when, when, listen, listen, God may send your deliverance. He may send your miracle through somebody else. Are you with me? But if you and I are walking around with the same old attitude, expecting new things, it's not going to happen. So what we find here in our text is that Paul writes to this church, but he's full of joy. Look at verse 1. He says, Paul and Timothy, bond servants of Christ Jesus, to all the saints in Christ Jesus, who is in Philippi, including the pastor, that's that word overseer, and who? See, deacons are a very important ministry in the church, uh, uh, an important office in the church. He says, and deacons, he says, number two, he says, verse two, he says, grace to you and peace from God our Father and Lord Jesus Christ. Let me say this to you. You and I need grace, but we also need peace. And the only way that you can have grace or peace is only if you get it through Jesus. A bigger house is not going to bring you peace. A new car is not going to bring you peace. But Paul says grace and peace through, yeah, of our Father and Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 3 says, I thank my God in all my remembrance of you. See, here's what had happened to this church, these people. They all had a moment in their lives when they changed. I'm going, I'm going to get there in a minute. And the change that happened in their lives happened at the moment 
that they had accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. And may I say this to you this morning? There are times when I question, come on somebody, I, I, I know there are people who praise God like crazy, but when they walk out the door, they, didn't, they don't look like they've had a change in their lives. They don't look when the world, when life's issues come up against them, it looks to me that they're trusting somebody else other than God. Do I have anybody? Paul says, I thank God when I think about you. Paul says in verse 4, always offering prayer with joy in every prayer for you all. Paul says, listen, uh, these people, something about them. There was something about them that had changed. Remember, when he met them, they were unbelievers. When he met them, they were like you and I. Remember how we used to be? Come on, somebody. We, we didn't want nothing to do with church. We, we didn't want nothing to do with God. We, matter of fact, Romans chapter, chapter 11 says, there's none righteous, no, now one. It's none who seek after God. Amen. And you and I, prior to Christ, we weren't seeking for God. How many of you were seeking for God? Amen. But when Paul says, but when I met you and you accepted Jesus Christ, come on somebody, as your Lord and Savior, he says the change that started to happen to you Watch this, has continued because here it is 10 years later. Come on, somebody. He is in prison. First of all, you know you got to know Jesus if you in jail, amen, for Jesus. And yet you took the time, amen, to write a whole book to a whole nother church. I wouldn't be doing that. I would be on my knees. Lord, get me out of this jail cell. Paul is chained up to a Roman guard. 12 hours a day, 12 hour shifts. Amen. He's in a dungeon. He's in there. But as time passed, Paul says, these were some people. Watch this. When you really change, watch this. People will take notice, note of your change. But guess what they'll keep doing? They'll keep praying that you continue to change. Listen, 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 listen. Prayer changes everything. I'm going to say it one more time. Prayer changes what? Everything. Not some things, but what? Everything. And so Paul says in verse 5, look what he says in verse 5. He says, in view of your participation in what? In the what? In the gospel. May I, say, may I declare to you what the gospel is today? It is the power of God. I'm going to stop right there. Just stop right there. Turn to your neighbor and say, the gospel is the power of God. I'm going to say it one more time. It is the what? Listen, what you see today, come on somebody, is not magic. It's not positive thinking. It is the gospel that has changed my life. Do I have anybody here today? He says, in view of your participation,
participation, that word participation, watch this, the word means, in the Greek, the word means to partner with, to be a partner of. Are you, are you with me? The word means, amen, that you are literally now in fellowship, whereas before you were an enemy. He says, in view of your participation, watch this, in the gospel, the gospel is the power of God. And so my first point is, what, cha Pastor, what changes everything? I'll tell you what changes everything. Your association changes everything. Right. Do I have anybody? May I say something to you? Stop hanging around them folk. Amen. Amen. Y'all not trying to hear me. I'm trying to keep it clean today. Amen. Stop, stop hanging around people Amen. Who are not changing. He says, his, but what he's talking about here is his association, their association with the gospel. And I want to say to somebody here this morning, your partnership with the gospel changes everything. Your association, you are no longer associated with the world. You are no longer associated with sin. You are no longer associated, amen, in darkness. You're no longer associated with demons. You're no longer associated with drug addiction. You're no longer associated with drunkenness. He says now it is the gospel that has changed your life. And I want to say, I wish I had some shouting folk up in here that understand what I'm really talking about, which makes it impossible for you to change. You know what makes it impossible for you to change? If you don't have the gospel. It is the gospel that transforms me. Let me help you for a minute. Let me help you. Let me help you. When you receive Christ, the Bible says, if any man be in Christ, he's a what? New creature. Now, the last time I checked, New means new. Jesus said you can't put new wine in an old wine skin. He says, you know why? Because it's going to bust open. And I want to tell somebody here today that you have accepted Jesus Christ. The gospel has been preached in your life. And when you accepted Jesus, come on somebody, you were transformed from darkness into light. You were moved, hallelujah, from the dark side to the light side. You walked through the valley of the shadow of death. Come on somebody. And when you came over on the other side, amen, you are no longer going to hell, but you're going to heaven. Your association puts you heaven bound. And I know you may not be able to truly understand what that really is right now. But there comes a day when you will close your eyes. And when you close your eyes, you will be absent from the body, but you will be present with the Lord. Your association puts you in the presence of God. And somebody here, you want to change. You got to stop hanging around the wrong people because the Bible says, blessed is the man. <laughs> who does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stand in the path of sinners, nor sit in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the law. And in his law, what does he do? He meditates when? 
day and night. See, you can only have that kind of association with God's word if you have accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. The devil's been after you ever since you accepted Christ, but you got to tell him to back off because your association puts you in a position to tell Satan to get behind me. Y'all not hearing me. And oftentimes we give in. Lord, change me. Change me, Lord. Change my association. The people that I'm partnering with. Listen, friendship with the world makes you an enemy of God. Baby boo, you got to get out the world. Hello, somebody. You got to get out the world. The world has nothing for you anymore. Listen, he says friendship with the world makes you an enemy of God. Why would you want to be an enemy with God? Is that right? That's what he said. He says your association. He says in view of your what? Participation. Here's the next thing. From the first day. How many years? How many years? How many years was it? How many years did I tell you it was? See, y'all forgot, see. Lord changed them, Lord. Changed their memory. How many years? Ten years. So not only does your association, amen, changes everything, but number two, your commitment. Come on, somebody. Listen, living this Christian life in the years, Satan is out there. He, but, but listen, the Holy Spirit is inside here. The Holy Spirit is inside of you. You have the power to overcome. You have the power, amen, to say no. You, you have the power to have self-control. But listen, he says, the reason I have joy over this church. Let me tell you what this church did. This church went above and beyond all the churches to support Paul because they saw how valuable he was to their lives. Let me put a pen right there. How important is your pastor to you? And see, they went beyond the call of duty and they supported him financially. They supported him while he was in prison because while he was under house arrest, they weren't providing him food. They... So these, this church supported him all the way through. And watch this. Their commitment changes everything. Saints, listen to me. I don't know why we don't like that C word. For some reason, that C word be like, man, I don't know about that. But we will sign a five-year note. Come on, somebody on a car that, that, that can get you from A to B, but I found out that if God ain't with you, we'll commit to all kinds of stuff as long as it's good for us. But what about committing to our spiritual life? Lord, change me. Are you with me? Watch this, watch this, watch this. 
Paul is saying that the moment he shared the gospel with them, to this time, they have been committed to Jesus, watch this, and him. Now, I know we, we, we all stumble in different areas, but here's the thing. If we say, oh, God has done a lot for me, then why is it so hard for us to commit to him? He can be trusted, can't he? I think the only reason why you can't commit to somebody is if they don't, can't be what? Trusted. But here's the other thing. When I look back over my life as a Christian, even when I didn't ask for it, God bless me. Even when uh, I wasn't even looking for it, he made a way out of no way. Even when times were tough in my life, amen. And I'm trying to figure out, man, I done gave my life to Jesus. I, I done gave him everything, amen. And here he is. He's proven to me that he's going to make a way out of no way. Do I have anybody? You see, you see, if you commit to the gospel, you will change and oftentimes, watch this, we only commit at the beginning of our walk. But here it is 10 years later and they are still committed to their Christian walk. That changes everything. Turn to your neighbor and say, that changes everything. Turn to your neighbor and say, I really mean that changes everything. He says, from where? He said, what does the text say? The text says, from the first day until when? Till now. Until what? From the what? From the first day until what? Can I tell you something? It's been a rough journey. From the first day until now. Until now, it's been rough. But guess what? You keep holding on. Listen, your change is about to come in the darkest times of your life because it's in the darkest times of your life that you get to really rely on God. We're not relying on God when things are good. Look what he says. In verse 6, he says, For I am confident. Of this very thing. Now, this word confident, it's in the perfect tense. Now, I thought that to be pretty interesting in the perfect tense because the perfect tense suggests, watch this, past completed. Listen to the word, listen to the word now. Past, see, a lot of us are saying, man, I need to change. You, you already changed. You just conformed back to what you were. I'm talking to you now. Watch this. It, he says, for I am confident. What made him so confident? His commitment. Their commitment. Their association with the gospel. Come on, somebody. And watch this. Their commitment to the calling. Their commitment to Christ. Their commitment to the word of God. Watch this. He says, I, I'm confident. Amen. I, I, I am convinced past completed action, watch this, with present results. In other words, you don't have to get saved again. Come on, somebody. You don't have to receive the gospel again because when you receive the gospel the first time 
And I hope you did it with your heart, really, in your heart. That's the only exclusion there. But, but, but if you really gave your life to Jesus, and listen, you may have some bumps in the road, but you're going to get right back to being committed. Paul says, I'm confident. The word confident means to believe absolutely. It, it means to make friends, to win over one with favor, to gain, come on somebody, goodwill, to seek to win one. That's what it means. Paul, for 10 years, was confident that these believers were changed. You know why? Give me the next point. This is not magic, y'all. I'm not trying to tell you you got to write down your goals. and uh, No. Here's what it is. Here's what changes you. The gospel changes you. And then your commitment to living after. But here's a pure sign that you're changing. You ready? What changes? Your character changes. I don't lie no more. Paul says, he who steals, steal no more. He who lies, lie no more. Amen. I'm just saying the obvious stuff start dropping off. The moment that you accept Christ, you start saying, man, shoot, I, I ain't cussed in a couple days. You know what I'm saying? You start saying, man, stuff is really changing my character. Listen, if, some, if I tell somebody I'm going to be there, man, I showed up on time. Man, who did that? <laughs> Amen. Why am I in church every time the doors are open? Hey, hello, somebody. Why am I serving in ministry? Listen, I wouldn't stand at no door. I, I stand at another door, but I wouldn't stand at that door. Yeah, yeah. Amen. <laughs> I, I, I take communion, but I wasn't drinking. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't drinking no wine. I go praise and worship, but it ain't going to be hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> Amen. It's going to be, you used to call me on my cell phone. Come on, y'all. That's way, way back there. That's way back there. Is this making sense? Here's how you know you've changed. See, what the devil doesn't want you to do, he doesn't want you to be convinced that you are changed. See, and we all need a win. We need to appreciate the fact that we have won already. The victory has already been given to you. You follow what I'm saying? But here's the thing. If you still come to church looking crazy, if you still got an attitude... If you still, listen, and here's where your character really counts when you get home. When you're driving from Austin, Texas. <laughs> For a couple of hours <laughs> with a bunch of folk in the car. <laughs> Amen. Your character really shows. Are y'all with me? Amen. Y'all put that on, that's fine. Amen. Now watch this now. Character counts. And if you want to change your character, it has to change. Watch this. It, it, it will show, if you want to change your character, you have to commit to the word of God every week that God has given you so that you have something to apply to your life so that God can change you. 
See, what we need to do is replace the old habits with the new habits. That's why he says, take off and put on. He says, put on the Christ, Christ Jesus. Put, on, put off the flesh. Put on the fruits of the spirit. Amen. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. And so I ain't there yet, but I'm working on that. Amen. See, and here's what we got to do. We got to celebrate the little things that we've accomplished. Matter of fact, the, the, they may be little to other people, but it's big to me. That's how I made it to church this week. Shoot. Y'all remember where y'all were? How do you remember where you were? That's change. Amen. That's change. Amen. She was dropping like it's hot. Yeah, that's right. And this, and that, and this. They y'all gonna sing that song again today. I, I'm gonna have y'all sing that song one more time. He says, I'm confident of this very thing. You know what? That their character was changing. But watch this though. Watch this though. Watch what he says. That he, oh man, that he who did what? Who began a what? Man, you know how good a work it is that you're not what you used to be? Come on, y'all. That's, that's, I would call that good work. You know how long it took me to get here? Come on, somebody. You, you don't understand. But here's, what, here's the beauty of this change, y'all. Reason I say, Lord, change me. Because it is God who is, his, who is at, let me say it one more time, still at work in you. So here's what's so important. Here's what changes everything. The next thing that changes everything. Come on, somebody. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. What changes everything? Your what? Your calling changes everything. Uh, I don't think he caught that. I don't think. Just think that God would take a wretch like me. Oh, I wish I had somebody. And allow me to get on his program. Allow me to sit in the sound booth. That's why I started out in the sound booth. Allow, see, I don't take what you're doing in here so lightly. If you're working the sound, it's a calling. Because guess what? You have no skills to do it, but you're doing it anyway. That's a calling. Then I went from that and this. <laughs> Amen. And then I went into the brotherhood. I went to the youth department. And God allowed me to teach some young people. He, he opened up his word to me. It was the calling. Can I ask you something? What's your calling worth? First of all, it's God who is working in you to perfect you for your calling. Come on, somebody. Listen, he's going to keep working on you until you surrender and say, God, all right, I'll do it. I'll do it. All right, okay, I'm sorry. I'm going to do it. 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 Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm done with that. I'm going to do it. 
Stop fighting it. Why are you still fighting your calling? Your calling is important because God changes you as you conform to his image. And as you're operating in your calling, listen, this calling will go with you for the rest of your life. And if you got your name on it, that's what I love about Sister Leash. When she put her name on something, Amen. When Sister Hunt put her name on something, yeah. man, yeah. I'd be like, dang, gone, y'all. Y'all, y'all look hard, man. <laughs> but because they excellence, and, 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 and not just that, I'm just saying, I'm just using those two illustrators. Don't get mad now. Be like, where's your change? But when you put your name on something, that's your calling. You're like, I never did that before. Try. Try. Watch this. If it was to make some money, you'd try. You don't care how far you had to drive. Matter of fact, you would have got a new car. You would have went out and got a new car so you can get 60 miles a day to work. But you're about 10 miles from the church. You're like, I ain't going today. Listen, listen. You're calling because God is what? God has started, turn to your neighbor and say, he started something in me. I'm saying one more time, can I say something? The reason that you've had some dissatisfaction in your life is because you have not been operating in your calling. And when, listen, what God called you to do, you're going to do it eventually. But not only that, you got to realize that there are people waiting for you to get your call on so that you can reach them for Jesus Christ. Do I have anybody? And listen, so it'll be a shame that you leave this earth and God says to you, you never preached because you wanted to sit down. You didn't want to discipline yourself and study. You could have been an usher. You could have been a greeter you could have been a minister you could have done something for me and reached souls for me but you were into yourself your calling is important listen the word when he says a good work it means a life listen to me real good now a life dedicated to God now let me say this. We're going to have struggles. And you're going to struggle with this and that and this, this, and that. You're going to struggle with all that kind of stuff. You're going to struggle with a little alcohol every now and then. You're going to struggle with a little weed. Amen. But guess what you got to do? You got to surrender. Because from the moment you, you start believing that you cannot change, Satan says, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, God didn't call you. No, God didn't call you. No, 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 that's just who you are. See, you'll never change. And let me tell you something about this mind. This mind is so powerful that it will talk you out of your calling. It will cause you to stay in the bed on a Sunday. When Sunday morning you should be worshiping him. But come Monday morning you get up and go to work. But you can't come to church and praise your God for the change that has happened in your life. 
You know why sometimes I feel like a monkey with two bananas? Because I remember what God has done for me. I get so happy sometimes I just want to shout because he has been that good to me. Listen, it's more than just preaching. I didn't just get up one day. I used to look at my pastor preacher and say, man, I can never do, I will never do that. I swore to God. I said, I'll never do it. I said, okay, I got you. I said, I can't pronounce them big words and all that stuff. God said, I got you. Come here. And the closer I got to the fire, see, I started out in the back row, made my way to the front row. And I stayed in the front row. And every time he preached, I had me a notepad and a piece of paper. And guess what I was doing? And guess what I did when I left there? I started to apply it to my life. And then change started. Are you with me? I got one more point. I'm going to sit down. I got one minute. Look what he says. He says, I'm confident of this very thing, that he who began a good work, right? What will he do? The word says he will what? Perfect it. Until, oh my goodness. Listen, you messed up when you accepted Christ. Because <laughs> God ain't going to stop chasing you. <laughs> now, make sure you get the right context there, okay? Here's the thing. You don't want to change, but guess what? Until, and guess what? Nobody knows when Jesus is coming. So what does that tell you about God changing you? He will forever pursue you. He will forever work on you. Some of us look like this. We've got the foundation laid. We've got a couple of bricks up, and that's it. Some of us, we've got the foundation laid. We've got one side up. The other side, we ain't got no, no windows, no walls, nothing. Some of us, we got all the walls up. we got the roof on, but we ain't got no windows and doors. AC unit ain't put in yet. It's a process. So here's the last point. And this, now hold on, don't, don't give it me yet. This last point, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to sit down because I'm over my minute. And Sister Alicia's like, darn. <laughs> I'm glad she can't talk today. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> What's the last point? Your Christian growth. Listen, how old are you? Spiritually. And if you are still a babe and you're not growing, then how can you change? If you're still doing gaga goo goo stuff, babies do stuff to get attention. Some baby babies, you know, I'm talking about toddlers and stuff. They run into the wall, just, I mean, just. And I'm saying, God, what's wrong with that child? Just ran. I mean, didn't you see the wall? <laughs> You're like, dang, God, what's wrong with that child? <laughs> see, and that's how some of us are spiritually. See, we're still babies. And listen, if you don't come to Bible study, you're not going to change. Yeah, we have a leadership training tomorrow. We got some leaders who are still babies. Next week, this Saturday. Still babies. But we're trying to pull them along, give them some extra food to teach them how to lead. 
You know why we're doing that? Because of their calling. And as I close today, I want to say this to you. I don't think I need to say anything else. The sermon preached itself. Christian growth changes everything. You know, there, there was a guy, there was a professor. He gave a final exam in a logic class. And the logic exam was one of the most difficult exams there were. So he told his students, write all the answers you can on, a, on an eight and a half by 11 piece of paper. But front, and, front and back, and you can bring it to the exam. Amen. And you can take the exam with that. Write as much as you can. So all the, you know, most of the students, they crammed all they could on this eight and a half by 11 uh, paper. But one student walked into the class and he put a piece of paper on the floor and he had one of the brightest logic students to stand on top of the paper. Y'all not trying to hit me. The advanced logic student stood there and gave him all the answers to the questions. Y'all not trying to hear me. Amen. And he received an A in the class. See, the ultimate final exam will come when we stand before God and he asked us, why should I let you into heaven? Watch this. On our own, we cannot pass the exam. Our, watch this. Our creative attempts to earn eternal life causes us to fall short. But if we have someone, but we have someone who can stand in for us. Come on, somebody. Amen. And take that exam. That's Jesus. And when you accept him in your heart, your life changes. What changes everything? Your association. Your commitment. Your character. Stop avoiding your calling. And start committing to spiritual growth. Give God a hand clap of praise.